Hey, y'all, before we get started on today's episode, I have some exciting news to share. The Undelivered Podcast has its very first sponsor, and I can't wait to tell you about them. It's no shock that I've had a really tough history with my period. Between cramps that took my breath away, clots the size of softballs, nausea, and even back cramps, I felt for years that my period was absolutely unlivable. I walked around not knowing that the traditional tampons and pads contain a GMO-filled cotton with plastic fibers that actually made us bleed heavier and were created to make us use more of them. How convenient. They cause more painful cramps, and wouldn't you know it, they contain multiple carcinogens that disrupt our natural hormones and could cause infertility. That is why I am so thankful that I found the Lena Cup. The Lena Cup is a reusable menstrual cup that is made from 100% medical-grade silicone, and it's free of harmful BPAs, toxins, fragrances, and chemicals. The Lena Cup can be worn for up to 12 hours, and you don't feel it at all. Seriously, the very first day that I wore my Lena Cup, I went hiking with minimal bleeding and zero cramps. It has absolutely changed my life. Undelivered listeners can now receive a 10% discount at checkout on lenacup.com by entering the code LENA-UNDELIVERED. That's in all caps at lenacup.com, and it's L-E-N-A-UNDELIVERED. Try it for yourself today, and thank you guys so much for being here. Welcome to the Undelivered Podcast, where we talk about women's health, infertility, miscarriage, and everything else that no one told you. This is The Undelivered. I hate that they made me do an update. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Undelivered. Ashley, I'm running late. Well, no, it's okay. You just look a little perturbed. A little little annoyed. No, when I tell you the story, you're really going to be like, wait, what? So my husband is either like a genius. I mean, he is a genius, but he exhausts me (laughs) at the same time with all of his like little side hustle ideas that he gets, you know? Nice. So he has been pestering me for months about this Subaru that one of his coworkers has been trying to like, it's just been sitting in the driveway. Okay. He has been like, Ashley, I'm telling you, like, I can, I can turn it around and sell it for profit. I'm like, no, like why, why would he not do that? if it's like worth money. So, you know, that's a whole other story, but anyways, I finally got worn down about it. I gave in, I'm like, fine. So he bought the Subaru for a two, it's a 2009. I think he bought it for $500. Oh my gosh. Put $200 worth of stuff. Like it just needed a new battery, like some oil. The oil was like bone dry um something with the ac like it needed more coolant i don't know anyways put 200 dollars into it and he just got done showing i was waiting on him to get back so we could start recording but he was showing this car to somebody to buy did y'all sell it yes you sold it yes and for the whopping price of sixty five hundred (laughs) dollars Right. Well, then let Brandon have dumb ideas because you get sixty five hundred dollars richer. I know. Oh God, he's gonna hear that and be like, "I told you, I told you." <laughs> oh wait, does Brandon listen to the podcast? Yes. Yes. Does he? Well, you know what? Then Brandon loves Ashley more than Kyle. Loves <laughs> Did Kyle, Kyle tune does... out a long time ago? <laughs> I don't think he ever tuned in. <laughs> oh. No, I think Brandon secretly listens to just hear what I have to say make sure you're not talking trash about him yeah yeah Yeah. well then maybe kyle henry should start listening (laughs) oh come defend yourself punk no i'm just kidding so yeah my husband just well congratulations that's a pretty good score i'm gonna have to eat eat this for a long time but let me tell you what as a subaru driver not a bad Mm. investment on anybody's part I drive a Subaru. They are. I guess I never put that together. Bomb ass cars. Good ass cars. Yeah. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Crazy situation. So anyways, that's why I'm late. The guy well, he, he sold it to is a mechanic. Oh, no way. Well, so then, like, so the again, mechanic was like checking it all out. Oh, that's yeah. Why I was a little delayed. Okay. But anyways, well, we're here. Well, we're hello. Here. Welcome. Welcome back to the Undelivered Podcast, everybody. We are so excited. 
excited that you were here. Is this the last episode of season two? We don't know, really? Ashley. I have no idea. How is your uterus? We don't know. Is this the um, last episode? Is baby number two I have coming? no idea. I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, stuff with that can change on the turn of a dime, mm-hmm. but I don't feel, I guess because I've gone through this once before, May I feel like maybe I'll feel something. I don't know. Maybe it'll just happen in an instant, but um, I have my appointment Friday, my blood pressure passed okay um I feel like he's kind of gonna kind of be cozy in there Mm. that's my that's my personal belief I could be way wrong okay but I am then we might have another episode of our sleeves guys we're we're just gonna take it week by week from from here on out um we are so excited that you are joining us thank you for being here for all of season one closing out season two Ashley did I tell you that we are um, approaching 10,000 listeners, 10,000 downloads. Yes. That's, we are very, very honored. So excited. excited. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I just want to take a second to say for the women who listen to us, whether you listen while you're cleaning your house, walking your dog, driving in the car, whatever, um, Ashley and I truly do when we make our list of conversations, when we go into each episode to really remark on what we want to say. We think of y'all. We, I think of the faces of all the women who send me messages. I got four this weekend, Ashley. Oh my God. I'm just a puddle of emotions. (laughs) Um, but we do, we think of y'all. I picture you, you know, pushing your kids in strollers or heading to your IVF doctor or driving to Kroger or whatever you're doing. But we, we think of y'all, we pray for y'all we thank you for being here and this is just you know I don't know how long our break is going to be that totally depends on um Miss Ashley here but we just we love this and we love y'all so it's definitely a passion let's project. talk about peeing in the shower now <laughs> <laughs> okay well let me this is kind <clears throat> of this might be a topic that I feel like is kind of just like out of the blue for people are like, wait, wait, why are we, why are we going there? Maybe. But so we're today, we're going to be talking about the pelvic floor. I personally think it's the most overlooked and underrated system. One of them of the female body. Like I, I can't stress the importance of it. Yeah. And uh, it's something that affects all women. It doesn't matter if you doesn't have, if you've had kids. It. Yeah. Yep. yep. This is something that if it's not functioning properly can affect your, your entire life. And you might not even realize it because it's just not talked about enough. So that's why we're going there today, just to kind of throw out another, another something for, for y'all to think about, to stew on, maybe do your own research about and like, Hey, okay. I think think I might have something here that could improve and that's what it's all about because right pelvic floor it controls everything yeah and it can be fixed and that's the biggest thing so so before Ashley goes into I'm so excited to hear about all of the research because Ashley has been wanting to talk about pelvic floor health since season (laughs) one um So first of all, I didn't fully know what a pelvic floor muscle was until like maybe a couple years ago. Isn't there a joke in a movie or something about that? Like about your pelvic floor? I have no, I, I had no idea what it was until I started having problems with mine. Right. Like we did not talk about, I'm sure we briefly talked about it during nursing school, but like ah. I, as a, I, as a female did not know all the ins and outs of what oh. a pelvic floor was. Oh my God. Even in nursing <laughs> school. I mean, oh. that was a long time ago, so I don't want to like, you know, uh, well, I, put words, you know, but I know. Okay. So just for, for those who don't know, cause I didn't know and Ashley didn't know, but I swear there's a movie, uh, some, there's like some scene I'm picturing in my head, like my pelvic floor or something. I don't know what, maybe I'm making it, that up. It could be. Um, so the pelvic floor is a group of muscles that stretch like a hammock in your, what I call it, your undergoods. Um, and they support your pelvic 
organs. Okay. Why don't we know about this? Because this <laughs> supports your vagina, <laughs> your anus, your urethra. And like, and that, what? Oh God, there she goes. Put your mute button on, Ashley. Turn <laughs> Y'all, I just choked okay. your mom's bit. Okay. So sorry. Well, I coughed earlier. I'm gonna have to edit oh. that out. Um, so yes, it's it's like shaped like a hammock, right? And it holds in. It's so incredibly important. So why isn't any of this mentioned? But it holds your God, your everything. Um, it supports your bladder, uterus, and your rectum. It and it uh, prevents what's it called a prolapse, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's weak. And you have issues, um, your bladder or other things can sort of slip down to where they're not supposed to be. Yes. Um, okay. I'll, I'll go over that later. Ashley, take it away. Um, okay. I don't really know where to start. Um, yes, that's what the pelvic floor is. You want this muscle. People refer to it as a hammock. And when I was reading, I liked this analogy even better. It just makes sense. Like a trampoline. You want it to be nice and taut, but mm-hmm. flexible to, to do all the things that we need it to do. And also men have pelvic floors too. They do. There's not as like big of a deal as ours because so many of women's bodily functions are, um, our bodies are literally held together by this system. By the um, pelvic floor. So again, yeah. I'm going to say this like 27 times in this episode. It's all why, connected. Why don't we know about this? I don't know, Ashley. I read before this that men's pelvic floor, if theirs is like good and worked out, they get, you know, you know, I'm doing the hand motions. because. <laughs> Are you trying to say um, an erection? They get a better. Oh, better well, well, that's, that's <laughs> true for better females. <laughs> that's true for females too, though. Like if your pelvic floor is properly functioning, you can have better orgasms. That's true for females as well. Because think about it, all of those nerves. Oh yeah, all I didn't even of think those about nerves the nerves. I'm just thinking about the muscles are are intertwined all in those muscles. All right, so lay it on yeah. us. What you got? Okay, I guess we will just kind of start with. I'll just give you a. A quick backstory. I think I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go into like too much depth about how I even stumbled upon all of this. But after I had Ridge, I had problems with my own pelvic floor Mm -hmm. and I suffered for a solid year before I said something to my doctor about it because I thought, and I think this is a common misconception after you have a baby, that that's just the way it is. (laughs) And that's not true. Like this doesn't affect just women who have had babies. This affects a lot of people who are actually in great shape too, Mm -hmm. like athletic people, because it's all about your, your posture, proper body mechanics, your breathing, which sounds so, so, so simple, but it's like the biggest fix for your pelvic floor. If you're having issues. So anyways, I, for this episode, I really, really wanted my, I have been to a pelvic floor physical therapist. She she did wonders for me about, you know, like immediately helping my pain, but I felt like I needed something more. Like I needed something to be able to do at home to like really strengthen and work on my pelvic floor. So I found a, um, like a pelvic floor trainer, I guess is what I'm oh, going to call her. Like, okay. I don't know what her, I, if she was going to ever come on this podcast, I would a hundred percent find out all of her certifications and titles. Cause she's got them. Like she, mm-hmm. she was a personal trainer who had her own pelvic floor problems and then just did a deep dive into, oh, wow pelvic floor health and how it relates to everyday life to like working out because I feel like a lot of a lot of women especially after childbirth you're just told oh just do your kegels just do your core work I'm so sorry I know well 
A, Kegels are not always beneficial. Sometimes they are the exact opposite. And B, like working out your core, getting your core back together. Who Whoever started saying that, they were not talking about your abs, which I think is what a lot of people think. And let me jump in here and clarify something very quickly. I say this all the time on social media about a lot of different things. Life is not a one size fits all. I'm about to choke. What is wrong with us today? Many secretions. (laughs) Oh my God. I was going to say life is not a one size fits all. Vaginas are not a one size fits all. Why would you tell 4,000 women to all go do their Kegels? Because it's not going to do the same thing for each woman. Do your core work. Okay. Well, what does that mean? What does that even mean? (laughs) Like that's your, to me, when I hear that, I think of, if you don't know what your pelvic floor is, that is your true core. But nobody, I don't think it really knows that. Like when I hear core, I'm like, okay, we're going to do our crunches and, you know, all of that stuff to get our stomach nice and tight and put back together. But this is something completely different. So So I read that it's called like your rooted core. Like that's where the roots of everything is. So your facade core is obviously like your stomach and your abs, but your rooted core, it's like the root of muscles and the vagus nerve and Mm -hmm. your stress Mm -hmm. and like, oh, okay. Okay. Go, 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 go. (laughs) Okay. So I wanted, I wanted, her name's Erica. I wanted Erica to come on the show and I'm still holding out hope that at some point, she'll, we'll be able to work out schedules and she'll come on, but she, um, I did her program y'all. I can't, it was life-changing. And at first I didn't take it, not that I didn't take it seriously, but you know, we started out with breathing exercises and I'm like, okay, this isn't what I stuck with it because she knows what she's talking about. Well, now I can't, I don't know how much I can disclose of this, But she is now, she's been hired by, I'm going to, how can I, the largest, the most popular female Christian artist out there today. She has been hired, Erica has been hired by her to go on tour with her because there has apparently been a correlation between good pelvic floor health and vocal cords. So she is on tour with somebody amazing. With that person. <laughs> that person. I love this person. Um, so we just kind of had some conflicting schedules right now. So me and Bailey are winging this. We're just trying to take the lead but, on the pelvic floor. But um, she, um, it's amazing. She's amazing. And I, if at the end of this, you decide it's something that like you want to try I highly recommend finding a program a good pelvic floor program like this so let's kick it back a little bit Uh, uh, several months ago I posted it was a joke I was on insta stories and we went to um the alley cat run in meridian for my niece they do a little 5k for her Um, and all the proceeds go to donate life. And, um, I was jumping on a bounce house, like the jump, jump. Mm. And I made a joke about like a little bit of pee coming out when I was jumping. Mm -hmm. Number one, yes, I've been pregnant and technically I've passed several babies, but not like, you know, a healthy eight pound baby. And I had, and I just posted that. I was like, you know, whoops, jumping on the bounce house and I'm not 16 anymore, whatever. And I got three messages from not pelvic floor therapy, but physical therapist who were all like, Hey, that's it's, it's a funny joke, but you don't have to, right. not all moms or older women or women in general have to cross their legs when they sneeze or shouldn't do jumping cardio exercises because something leaks out. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be that way. So that's like the root, I guess that's like the, the gateway to pelvic floor therapy. They, you know, you think tighter for sex. I don't pee when I sneeze. You think all those kind of things, but again, why aren't they teaching us this? <laughs> it's connected to your jaw muscles, the mm-hmm. vagus nerve. Remind mm-hmm. us what the vagus nerve is, Ashley. 
So the vagus nerve, let me pull up my notes here so I don't misspeak. Um, it is like your largest cranial nerve that you have in your body. It's a part of our, um, not the, oh shoot, hold on. Autotomic, there we go. I literally just had the biggest brain fart. It's um the autotomic nervous system, which controls like our, our stress, our circulatory system, <laughs> breathing, um, <clears throat> digestion. And we've, I mean, we've already talked in this season about like gut health, health in general, but especially right. like gut health. Um, so you have the vagus nerve is it's a it's a pretty big one and so at, at the top of your brain I guess you have like the start of your vagus nerve it goes all the way down to your spine and then at the bottom connecting all that is your pelvic floor Ugh. so like it's all connected and there's been a lot of studies done actually where if you have if you're a woman and you have TMJ chances are you have pelvic floor issues because (laughs) your body has to your body has to compensate for weakness somehow so I think the thought is okay if you have a weak pelvic floor your jaw is tense trying to like hold everything in and together yeah so like if you have neck jaw shoulder pain there's a high chance that you have some pelvic floor issues. Yep. Okay. I haven't been to one yet, by the way. I know you keep telling me that I need to go to the doc. Well, I need to go see a lot of doctors, <laughs> um, but I do need to go see a pelvic floor therapist because the best thing that I've heard, it's been forever since I've taken a Pilates class too, but there's a move on that big Pilates machine, the reformer, I think it's called. There's a move on there where I swear Kegel my ass. Like there was, I don't know what I did, but I was like, Whoa, what muscle is that? Never felt that before. Mm. And it was definitely the pelvic floor. Yeah. 100%. So your pelvic, when we talk about problems with pelvic floor, we've talked about like a lot of the, the symptoms like peeing on yourself, jumping, coughing, a lot of women who have pelvic floor issues also cannot hold their poop either oh which would would be awful like it it controls that too um pain like pain during sex pain inserting a tampon but also not like internal pain like that like I was having knee pain and hip pain by the like by the end of the day like I was just sore and it was all referred pain from my pelvic floor um let's see what else I got so there's nothing that I leave out about what you can experience her so while Ashley's looking at her notes I'm going to jump in here and say this I did start talking to some women who were in the pelvic floor therapy like arena and like physical therapy arena best tip I mean, I hope this episode is filled with a lot of tips, but <laughs> let's talk about the bladder for a second, because I feel like women, certainly as we age and definitely after having children, we have some maybe incontinence issues or some leakage issues or whatever you have. So picture your bladder, like a little balloon and you like twist off the top and you go TT, right? And so the, the urine is coming out of the bladder. Well, when you do that and you're just sitting there normally, I think it's only like a third. You leave a third of urine left over. Yeah. You're you're not getting everything out. So for women, for sure, when you're sitting on the potty and you're going tinkle, put your, put your feet flat on the floor. Like most women, like when you're going to the bathroom, they're like on your tippy toes or whatever, put your feet flat on the floor, put your elbows on your knees and bend all the way over. And it's, some people call this like the cowboy stance. Like you're sitting like a cowboy, feet flat, elbows on your knees, 
bend over and you will be surprised how much more TT comes out because it's taking, I wish y'all could see my hands. It's taking <laughs> your balloon bladder from like this and you're just peeing like this and it goes like that. Like it completely. <laughs> yeah. They definitely you, need to see your hands. This. You're going to have to post a video. You, so when you're tingling and just it, the regular amount comes out and then you lean over, just picture somebody flattening out a balloon. So all the TT comes out. Um, don't, and don't be a pee pusher. It's another one too. Don't be a pee pusher. That's bad for your pelvic floor. Is it? Mm. Okay. Wait, one more thing before I ask <laughs> Okay. I'm not going to say I, I guess don't. Wait, what? What? You don't pee push? No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm not going to say that I don't pee in the shower, oh. but peeing in the shower is bad for your pelvic floor. It's terrible for your pelvic floor. It's terrible for your bladder. Because you're standing? Because you're standing. Like, why? Because. Like, but I'm assuming <clears throat> that's just for women. Then. Yeah. I don't want to speak for the men's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No. Cause they stand up all the time and pee. I know that's what I'm saying. Right. So, so being in the shower for, so I wonder why it's just bad for us. Well, it's okay. So I've heard it's bad for your pelvic floor. And if you already have a weak pelvic floor, which I know that I do, and I need to fix that immediately, um, your bladder, the pressure, the pressure of your TT coming out, right. And your bladder's getting smaller. Shrinking. It could prolapse. If, if you have a weak pelvic floor. Hmm. I'm Confirm. Have to re- I'm research, have to research that. Tell me if I'm wrong. But um, that's what I gathered from the study that I read because it said it. I mean, it was a definite clickbait thing because it was like, "Hey, ladies, do you pee in the shower?" I'm not saying I do or I don't, but I did click on it. So, I mean, who doesn't pee in the shower? Let's be real. I know. I know. Okay. Go um. Ahead. Oh gosh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. We were talking about prolapse. Now I just now a flashback just came. Did- um, no, not me. Oh, okay. I mean, I had pelvic floor issues, but no. So this was actually when I was in high school and I was shadowing an OBGYN and I will never in my life. I mean, I, I had, you know, hadn't been in nursing school. I had no idea. I was just there seeing if, you know, it would interest me. And this poor little old lady had a, um, had a prolapse. And I had never, I didn't even, I didn't even know that could happen, but it was like the very top of her vagina. That's supposed to be like the top inside was all the way out, like a, like an unfolded sock or something. And I, I was traumatized. (laughs) I didn't know that that could happen, but like an unfolded sock, like, like a, like a sock. When you take your sock inside out, oh, is what I meant to say. Like when you take your sock off, it's like inside an inside out sock. And they yeah. let you see that while you were in high school. Well, yeah, I was just shadowing. You were just shadowing. It was for a senior project. That, that's a whole other thing. Um, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god! So, but this poor lady to to have it fixed had to have surgery mm-hmm. and I'm like why why I mean we all know that there are so many problems with our healthcare system as we've so clearly discovered but I'm like you know if they if they would teach us these things if this would become more <clears throat> more talked about mm-hmm. do you know how many surgeries for women could be avoided back like getting surgery, your bladder tacked up your bladder tacked mm-hmm. everything knee replacements Shut I up. firmly I firmly believe because your body is trying to compensate for a weakness there's a weakness in your body your body has to compensate for it somehow so it's yeah. wreaking wreaking havoc somewhere in your body right and a lot of the times it just goes undiagnosed because, I, I mean, I don't think, I think if it's not your specialty, you're not going to really focus much on it. Well, yeah. And if, you know, I don't know, if you go to an orthopedic doctor or something because you're having hip pain, 
Well, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're going to run tests and decide accordingly from there. But I'm just saying, I feel like so many problems down the line could be avoided. Wow. If we maintained our pelvic floor health earlier in life. So, okay, let's, let's go back to when I was choking and I want to make sure that people heard me and didn't just hear me choking on my choke. Um, <laughs> Kegels. Choking on your choke. Okay. Got it. Choke. I am so tired of people recommending Kegels. Like it's not a, it's not a bandaid to put on so many things. Cause like Ashley said so many times, Kegels would have been doing you more damage and would have put you further into your back pain. Oh, and they did like, and I, I don't even think people are doing Kegels, away. but were you even doing them? Like, do you feel like you were doing them right? Cause so, the research okay. that I did, I am not doing the Kegels right. You're supposed to pretend to pick up a grape with your vagina mm-hmm. and hold in a fart. What mm-hmm. the hell? I ain't doing none of that. I was not doing any of that. Um, yeah. So if you're so for me, okay, your pelvic floor can either be I don't I hate to say the word too loose, but I'm referring to the, I'm referring to the muscles here, like not yeah. your muscles in your pelvic floor can either be too loose or too tight. Mm-hmm. Or like in my case, they can be both, which I know is like, wait, what? So obviously if yours is too loose, then yes, like Kegels would benefit you. But for me, one side of my pelvis was already so contracted, like it could not get any tighter. So I'm trying to like work out a muscle that is already contracted. That causes more of a buildup of lactic acid, which is why there's so much pain because <laughs> I can't, my body could not relax, which is the huge part of a Kegel that makes it so important. Like you have to be able to relax after you squeeze for it to be effective. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> the problems, it's either too loose, too tight or both. The only way that you're really going to know for sure which yours is, is to go to like a physical therapy, a pelvic floor physical therapist. Because correct me if I'm wrong, they, let's, let's clear, clarify something. Mm-hmm. Pelvic floor therapy involves it's very an intravaginal. Yeah. They, yeah. they get up in there. They do, yeah. but they do more than that. You know, like they my pelvic floor physical therapist and Erica both they like here's what's crazy is my physical therapist she helped me in one way but Erica watched me over zoom because this was during COVID you know we had to do all these things like show me how you stand okay now uh stand on one foot um squat like bend over to pick something up off the floor like she did all kinds of assessments and could tell just from over zoom what a lot of my problems were so if you're like oh my gosh I'm not going to somebody to be examined that way which yes it is awkward at first but y'all if you're having a lot of pain, like I was, I was to the point where I I didn't care. You know, like I was hurting so bad. I just wanted to know what was wrong with me. And they're so professional. It's such a specialty. Mm -hmm. Like they've already been to school for physical therapy and then had to get certified specifically in this category. It's, It's just comfortable. Like, you know, you get comfortable with your OBGYN a lot of the times you see them once a year well I was going like once a week twice a week at first and then you know you kind of taper off from there so yeah I mean it's awkward at first but I just do it (laughs) they're so professional you can't I don't think you can go wrong if you think you're having any kind of problems if you want to know for sure 
Riley's still choking. I am. I'm sorry. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So we'll just say, I'll go here while Bailey tries to breathe. Other than having babies, these are some things that can cause pelvic floor dysfunction. And this is what I think it's going to, um, this is what ties it back into all women. Stress is the number one. I don't know a, a woman out there who isn't stressed. <laughs> Stress can cause pelvic floor dysfunction, sitting for long periods of time. If you're in your car a lot, if you are sitting at your office desk a lot, um, straining on the toilet or posture. When I said, you know, body mechanics earlier, I was talking about lifting, lifting heavy things. Like if you're lifting things the wrong way, that's causing a strain on your pelvic floor. Like a 30 pound child. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, poor diet. Breathing. Poor breathing techniques. And there are actually, believe it or not, different breathing techniques. I'm not a good breather, obviously. I am not a good breather. <laughs> I am not a good breather. So my pelvic floor is probably jacked up. I found, and I found this one to be interesting. Constantly sucking in our tummies. What? Uh, yeah. The number one thing we've always been told to do is to have good posture and tuck in your tummy. Oh, I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if tucking and sucking in your stomach is different. I, I was always told it was tucking. No, yeah. I mean, it's essentially sucking, but it, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just to, you know, hold it. Hold it all in. <laughs> thank you, Kyle. You won't ever hear this, but thank you for the water. Bailey oh, shit. He just brought me water, but you'll <laughs> never know. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> um, uh, I can't believe he doesn't listen. I know. So while I'm just listing stuff off here too, here's a list of um, causes for a tight pelvic floor. Yes, if you have like chronic infections, like yeast infections, that can cause oh. problems with your pelvic floor. Um, falls, trips, or accidents. Wait, say that again. Falls, trips, or accidents. Okay. Um, any kind of nerve injuries. <clears throat> allergies or irritation to chemicals or other substances well would you look at there oh my god everything it's look everything. at that is what i meant to say but same yeah just talked about that um hormonal changes uh-huh huge one mm -hmm. frequent antibiotic use hmm. yep um and if you have endometriosis Oh, really? That, that can affect your pelvic floor to, that can cause your pelvic floor to tighten. Wait, let's, let's walk that back. Cause I feel like a lot of our listeners probably have endometriosis or PCOS or something of that nature. I think, I think there, that is coming from, I think this is part of where the vagus nerve comes into play. <clears throat> um, because endometri endometriosis is a chronic pain condition and I would assume like a chronic stressor which correlates to your vagus nerve which is associated with your pelvic floor so I'm thinking holy moly yeah I'm thinking that's that that's that unpacked a little bit but I'd mm -hmm. have to take a little bit of a deeper dive on that one um <clears throat> I feel like a couple people I know suffer with uh, interstitial cystitis. Like, okay. wait, say that again. Sorry. Interstitial cystitis. Okay. What's that? It's, I think a lot of people kind of refer to it as like frequent UTIs, but it's an actual syndrome that can cause your pelvic floor to be too tight. Um, Oh, where's my too loose one? <laughs> what a strange thing to look for. I know. Do you remember the very first thing that I sent you about pelvic floor health? 
when we, when we first started wanting to talk about this, it was the picture of that graph. Like it was like the really pretty drawn out. It was like a skeleton of a woman and it, it was like one of those kind of like hippy dippy pictures, but it was a red thread that connected from the woman's pelvic floor to her heart Mm. and then to her brain. Okay. It's all coming back to me now. Because isn't it? And I know that this statistic, I think changes every year, but the number one quote killer of women every year is heart disease. Mm. Okay. And then your pelvic floor affects that thing said heart palpitations and something else, but a heart health. Yeah. And then also looking for information for this episode, um, it said how to help your pelvic floor before you strengthen your pelvic floor. It said, eat a heart healthy diet. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I just feel like we're just, we're missing it. Like it's being, it's being missed. This entire section of health and wellness, literally in the root of women, and we're just breezing right over it. Yep. And I, I don't, I don't understand why. All okay. right. <laughs> well, Sorry. Go we ahead. were so into talking that we didn't even know, know we were being cut off. off so, um. Continue. All right. So before we finish up Ashley's stuff, I was going to go over some things. Uh, I don't think you have to have every single thing before you need to go get your pelvic floor maybe looked at, but just obviously like I have pain in my hips and in my lower back. That was the number one thing mm-hmm. when I started looking into it. It's like, if you have lower back pain, you might have something off with your pelvic floor or hip pain. I don't know if this is normal, but I can pop both of my hips out of joint. I can too. In. But you know that's what? That's probably not, but that's not good, right? I wonder though if it's if ours do that from dancing early in yeah. childhood. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of dancers' hips can pop. Yeah, and my shoulders pop. <clears throat> anywho, anywho, if you have these following issues, you or someone you know might have pelvic floor issues. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have numbness or pain during sex, loss of bowel control, um, feeling pressure in your lower pelvic area or urinary problems, trouble urinating, over urinating or loss of bladder control, um, urinating while sleeping. Oh, yeah, that would be. Thank you. Oh, oh, now we decide to mow the grass. Okay. Um, And then also. (laughs) husband's oh that's your neighbor neighbor. okay (laughs) um and then you know we're just we're just we're we're going there um loose or watery stool that you're you know your digestive digestive (laughs) digestive process isn't doing what it's supposed to um bloating or gas or irregular movements um yeah so I just think it's so fascinating that it's such, maybe it's not a simple fix. Like it's definitely us, not. It's, it's complicated. Yeah. It can't, I think finding a diagnosis is probably the most complicated part of it. Um, but what about the exercises and stuff? <clears throat> those, so there's depending on, it depends on what your problem is. There's different exercises mm-hmm. for both. Um, let's see for me a lot of mine in the beginning was like stretching stretches and breathing to relax my pelvic floor and it's called like diaphragmic breathing um mine obviously was from childbirth but like when you're pregnant because you run out of room you your body learns to breathe differently so you you breathe shallow with kind of like with your chest muscles um and then it's like a it's a learned behavior so after you deliver you're still breathing like that and you kind of have to you have to practice laying on the floor is the easiest way to do this um 
but you have to like breathe with your belly, like deep into your belly, mm-hmm. breathe. Um, so it was a lot of that. Um, glute bridges is a good one for the pelvic floor. What is that? You know, where you like, you lay on the floor, your palms and your heels are on the floor and you're lifting your pelvis up and down. Oh, like the yoga pose. Is that what you're saying? Um, I don't think I've ever done it in yoga, but it might be a yoga position. Okay. I have to send you what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) follow us on Instagram to see my bladder. To see all of of our, (laughs) yeah. Um, but speaking of yoga, yoga is amazing. Just amazing in general. I'm a huge fan of yoga, but especially for your pelvic floor. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, it's a de-stressor. You're working on your breathing <clears throat> while like while you're changing, you know, to positions and holding these positions, like you're doing it with your breathing, which is key. Um, so yoga, yoga and Pilates are really, really great for pelvic floor stuff. Um yeah, I, I can speak to the Pilates part for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can be complicated because it's, as y'all have heard, like there's a vast symptoms list out there. And a lot of the times it doesn't like, unless you're having pain during sex or it hurts to put a tampon in, or you can't hold your pee, Mm -hmm. a lot of those other symptoms mimic a lot of other things too. Right. So you would never think like, oh, I need to go see a pelvic floor therapist because my right. knee hurts or whatever. Yeah. I had, I, I, I had no idea <laughs> that it's and it's on my right side. I had no idea that my hip, my right, my right hip, my right knee and my right lower back mm-hmm. were, were hurting because of my pelvic floor. And I almost didn't even mention it to my doctor because you know, I feel like there's so many things we bring up to doctors and it just gets pushed to the wayside. Yeah. And I feel like it was just going to be one of those, one of those things. Well, I have a baby now. Um, I'm holding that baby a lot. I'm right side handed dominant. So I'm holding the baby with my right hand a lot, which, yeah, that all makes sense. But you know, if I had a good and healthy pelvic floor, those things wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So it it can definitely be complicated to figure out if if you're having issues, but I think it's always good to just keep in the back of your brain as an option. If you've gone, you know, if you've gone through X, Y, and Z and nothing is panning out, like I don't know what's wrong with me, I definitely think it's worth exploring. But you know what else that I was hearing when you were saying all that is like how sad for women, usually most of the time, we wait for our symptoms to be so bad. Mm. Like we don't, okay, uh, okay, your your knee hurt, whatever. You were going to ignore mm-hmm. it. Okay, your lower back hurt. My back hurts all the time and I ignore it and I need to stop doing that. But like if I couldn't hold my bathroom or sex started to become fain- painful, you're urinating started to become painful like why do we wait until things get that bad until we try to fix it yeah but then but it's usually something that's so simple again maybe not simple but pelvic floor therapy and help it's fixable it's it's fixable fixable. (laughs) without surgery without medicines without all the things that I think are promoted first. Yeah. In our healthcare system. And you know what's crazy is in we talked about this at the very beginning of first season. Um a ton of other countries it's an automatic part of your postpartum care is to have so many visits with a pelvic floor physical therapist and even even in our country like you're a lot of insurances will cover it or will help cover it. Did I know that? Heck no. I had no idea. 
That was one of my questions is that, is it covered? And then also to what you just said, all the information and research, what little that I provided, (coughs) it was from Ireland and Canada. Mine was from Australia. (laughs) Cause (laughs) I guess, what the heck? Doesn't it just burn your biscuits? It really does because (laughs) I mean, I've gotten on a lot of soap boxes over the last six months to a year here. Um, but this, it's, this is a big one. And I, I I guess because I have been through so much with my pelvic floor, like even still, (laughs) this is going to kind of sound laughable. I have to get deep tissue massages. <laughs> oh, boo, I know, I know, but it's, what a bummer, but it is literally not, <laughs> it's a whole body thing. Oh, you so, know what I mean? So and, you get a whole body massage or just your back? Um, it's normally, so it's my right piriformis muscle, which is like one of your deepest muscles in your glutes um still likes to act up and stay contracted sometimes um and especially like during this pregnancy there's an like an added strain on my body so like literally I just need somebody to go in there with their elbow and give me all they got like hurt me I'm not here to relax like make my pain go away so you're not like at the spa. No, no. Working. I am like, you know, can you go a little harder, please? Cause I want to, I need to be <laughs> sore tomorrow to know that you did a good job. Dang. But I know, but even still, like I've, I've come a long way with my pelvic floor, <laughs> but I still, there's like stuff I have to do to maintain it still. Um, so can you talk about some maintenance that yeah. maybe other people so, can do. Deep tissue massage. Just said one of them. Ah, oh, you heard um, it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, husbands. Um, so because of my pelvic floor issues, and this maybe if like you don't hear anything else I say on why this is so important, maybe this will uh change your mind. So because I had a weak slash tight pelvic floor my muscles pulled my spine and my pelvis out, out of alignment. Um, like last, I guess two years ago when I got COVID, mine actually turned into like, it was bad. Like I had to go get an x-ray, all that. And they came back in and they were like, um, did you know that you have scoliosis? I'm like, no, it's not scoliosis. Like I was not born this way. This is what my muscles have done to me (laughs) because of my pelvic floor problems. I didn't get it tended to. And my muscles have literally, my muscles tried to compensate and it has pulled my spine and my, my pelvis is, my pelvis is uneven. My bottom spine is crooked. So I also have to go to the chiropractor regularly. Every time I text her, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to the chiropractor Mm -hmm. all the time. Like just to, just to kind of help keep my body. Yoga was an amazing thing for me when I discovered that. I think that helped honestly more than anything, um, excuse me, but when I was having, you know, problems during first trimester with this pregnancy, I was forbidden to exercise at all. Mm. And then, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's really hard to get back into an exercise routine once you've been out of it, especially when you're pregnant, like the, just the motivation is not there. (laughs) I mean, I think the jig is up at this point. You're about to deliver. I mean, just, just sit down. You're good. But, you know, it probably, it would have probably had I continued, it definitely would have probably would have helped some of the pain I'm, I'm having now, you know, cause I'm at the point now, like I'm falling asleep on a heating pad every night and I'm just sore, but most of it is because of my past issues. So if y'all don't hear anything else I'm saying, get it taken care of. 
Yeah. Because it, it can get worse and it can cause all the problems I'm having. So I think this is a, we're leading into possibly, hopefully you'll be here next week and baby boy with no name will still be cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Have you picked a name yet? No. Okay. I'll stop. I'll stop asking. I'll stop asking. Um, Okay. It is not just you. It is literally (laughs) everybody. (laughs) So pelvic floor, again, let's just go down the list of things. It affects everything. Your stress, your TMJ, your breathing, your heart, digestive issues. It could prevent prolapse. Sex is a a final thing. Like that's great if, if it's, if it improves your sex life, but so many other things should come before sex, right? I don't know. Some people would disagree with me on that. Yeah. It depends on what your love language is. (laughs) Oh, true. I wasn't even thinking about that, but so possibly Ashley and I were also going to approach the topic of maybe really digging in deep and talking about sex, especially sex after loss or even having a baby. You remember? I thought we did that. Did we not? I mean, we didn't really like go there, go there, but I mean, maybe we could, but anywho, I'll have more experience in a couple of weeks, you know, <laughs> 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 it'll kick off season three with back. that <laughs> i'll have a refresher course on what that's like oh god my face oh but <laughs> what i was gonna say is you can bet your bottom dollar after i have this baby at my six week checkup uh-huh you know when she asked me what kind of birth control i want to be on i'm gonna tell her um a nothing thank you very much uh b i need my um referral to a pt a pelvic floor pt please and thank so you So you do need a referral you can't just go willy-nilly up into you a can a, a lot of places you don't have to have a referral but i think maybe if you do have a referral someone with insurance maybe i don't know okay but just know that's an option like you do not have to wait until you're having problems or until you have a baby right like you mm-hmm. you can go it's out there. It's available. We're telling you now. <laughs> so anyway, oh my gosh, I just went off on a tangent. Sorry. You did. I feel like I did too. I hope we, there was a lot. I feel like our list were longer. Like it's just so much, but again, it affects everything. TMJ, your stress, breathing, your heart, digestive issues, sex, eh, whatever. <laughs> my husband is probably like, what do you mean? Whatever. <laughs> he doesn't listen. So it doesn't matter. Again, you know what? We could just say whatever we want to. Because Calendry doesn't listen. Um, did you, did you, I know you had an ax to grind about this because you're so mad about this not being more mainstream information, which oh, again, yeah. why is it not more mainstream information? I, but, I truly, I, you know, that's the million dollar question with a lot of, a lot of things in female health these days. God, it's just pitiful. Um, let me look and make sure that we've said everything. Oh, okay. Here, here's a, yep. Here's a little link that I forgot to, uh, go over the pandemic. Maybe this was back in, um, December of 2021, the pandemic may be leading to more pelvic floor pain for women. And here's why stress is that well, stress. And we were sitting on our ass all the time. Mm. Well, some of us were, um, yeah, stress. It's more stress-related rather than a mechanical issue, such as sitting longer. Um, We've had so many patients who were just having an increase in pain, pelvic pain, bladder symptoms, and constipation issues, and painful intercourse after stressful periods. That's interesting. I wonder if women have pain during sex if they're stressed. Have you ever thought about that? Mm, No. Okay. But I mean, it's, it's a valid See, We need Erica. I need you to clear out your schedule for me. If you're listening (laughs) while you're on tour with famous people who we don't have the, you know, we're not going to name. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that we're here next week while, uh, baby Worthington number two is still kind of cushy in there. Yeah. Um, Thank you all for listening. Brandon, thanks for listening. (laughs) Kyle Henry, 
whatever, better. Dude. <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> um, okay. As always, we thank you guys for being here and you're very loved and catch us over on Instagram and stop peeing in the shower. <laughs> <laughs>